1: why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now.
0: Well, Betsy, I have good news for me, but bad news for you. Well, Kate, that sounds great. <laughs> I don't know why I wouldn't want to hear more about that. <laughs> well, you remember last week we uh,
1: mentioned the, the Tiki-Takis Oh, the Tickety-Tockies. Yeah, Tickety-Tock. tock tick We should get our own TikTok account. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah, so I yep. put it to a vote. Okay. And I had there be, on, I put it on Instagram, and I okay. had there be four options. Sure. Uh, I have TikTok and would follow Fuse8 and Kate. Okay. I have TikTok but wouldn't follow, no offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have TikTok but would join to follow. And I don't have TikTok and I don't plan on getting it. Well, you, it seemed like you... Wanted us to get a TikTok if people. I mean vaguely. And... Sure, yeah. Yeah, but I definitely don't. Uh huh. And, and no one else wants us to. No <laughs> one wants us on the TikTok. No uh, one wants to see well, this face. Well, fifty-seven percent of people said I don't have TikTok and I don't plan on getting it. All which, right, fair enough. You know
0: what? I was in the same boat until very recently. I was watching all my TikToks and three, uh Instagram. And in second place
1: was I have TikTok and would follow. So there's okay. Just... At
0: least it wasn't. I have TikTok and I would never. Look at you.
1: There, there ever. were
0: seven percent of people that said that. So, wow. <laughs> but in breath
1: season, I did put no offense.
0: Yeah, I can't, I can't fault people. I can't either. Yeah. However, I should say my Talks are brilliant. I, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm sure they are. They're really good. <laughs> just like I have tricks. Like well, the thirty percent of people
1: that are listening and said that they would follow. Well, go TikTok, on and follow
0: can... Fuse Number Eight, folks, because I'm on there go. somewhere. Yeah, I won't be, and she won't be, and what do we do? On this podcast, which is not, in fact, a TikTok. Um, It's a children's podcast. That's correct so far. Continue. Uh, About children's podcasts. (laughs) Okay, if this was a children's (laughs) literature podcast about other children's (laughs) literature podcasts... That would be very meta and very dull. Oh, uh, really? I thought no. it would be really catty. Like, oh my gosh, did you listen to episode 102? Oh my gosh, of... Matthew Winner. I mean, seriously? And then Colby Sharp. Did you hear what he said? I mean, it... I'm literally pulling out actual names of oh, children's literature podcasts. I thought you were just was... making up names. No, but uh, Colby Sharp would be an excellent name I to make up. I thought it cheese. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> no. Uh, no, what we actually do on this podcast is we talk about picture books. And determine if they should be classics
1: or, or not.
0: not. Well, I was going to end with a finale, like oh. or not, without the uh-huh. up speak, but uh-huh. I was kind of—I I had a method to my method. So anyway. Betsy. All right, so this year, a great luminary of children's literature, Ashley Bryan, uh, died, and he was quite old. He was in his nineties. Uh, He'd been around for quite some time. He was great. Everybody loved Like, literally everyone loved the guy. Like, the guy went to conferences and everyone was like, We love you! And uh, he died in February. And it occurred to me, we have not done an Ashley Bryan book. Um, Now, the reason for that is that the number one Ashley Bryan book that I would like to do came out in 2003, and we have a 20-year rule in general. Which we occasionally break. Because I figured it's more than half the year has gone by.
1: Betsy.
0: And um, Betsy. so, no. You, I, you broke the rule. I broke you? the rule. I've broken the rule before, Kate. Usually by accident. <laughs> this year, it's, I'm, it's I get one break per year. <laughs> That's the rule but that I just made, just up. made up. That's correct. <laughs> and here is the book that made me break the rule. Basta- say, se- beautiful blackbird by ashley Bryan. there you go ashley Bryan. it's got oh look at all the shiny stickers uh yes so we're kind of misleading shiny stickers because one of them is for an award that doesn't exist anymore uh, there is no longer a laura ingalls wilder award it is now a legacy award is that what the gold
1: one is? Yes! Oh my gosh,
0: it looks like Chucky
1: wearing a wig. Uh,
0: yeah. That it's may terrifying. have been. Actually, her eyes are the worst part. It's terrifying. Okay, did you see her eyes? Look at her eyes. Okay, I want to take a picture of this and put it on okay, the Okay, you go, you go take it. Because this is
1: totally Halloween. Oh my gosh, she's terrified. She's like a zombie. Like a zombie
0: child. That's, that's a zombie Laura.
1: It's kind of like uh, exorcism-esque. That's
0: not why it got <laughs> renamed, but I like to believe it wasn't not, not big why it got banned. So, yeah, or removed. I, I'll so. read this book now. Okay, go read that book then. Okay. Okay. While Kate does her read, let's talk a little bit about Ashley Bryan. A couple facts about the man, why don't we? Uh, he was 98 when he died. And in the time that he had lived, he did more than fifty books, and boy, did they span a range of titles. He did folk tales, he did poetry, he did nonfiction, he did an autobiography for kids of himself. Obviously, it's an autobiography, uh, but he was honored with so many different honors. He grew up in the Bronx. He was the second of six children. He went to uh, the. Cooper Union School of Art and Engineering. He was drafted into World War II. Uh, I believe he was actually on Omaha Beach on D-Day. He then went on to create tons of books. He went to live in Maine. He collected, well, or created, rather, puppets made out of found objects on the beach. Uh, He did stained glass for local churches. He was... An amazing human. Uh, Author Jason Reynolds called him a national treasure, and he said, you know, but we throw national treasure around so cavalierly that when you get to know one, you realize how rare they are, and you want the world to dance jubilee in their honor. He deserved it. My God, Ashley, have you earned your rest. (laughs) (laughs) caw Yep. That's my Blackbird imitation. Oh, very nice. Thank you. It sounds a lot like my crow imitation, which Uh sounds a lot like my raven imitation.
1: Oh, and what's the difference between the three?
0: Uh, I think it depends on how much to the caw I do as opposed to the caw.
1: Oh, I see. So the the first one was a caw-caw. The second one would be more of a
0: caw Funny. And the third one would be an equal (laughs) Uh caw-caw. So, yeah. I feel like you gave me a controversial book. I gave you a book that was... A book, it, it was not controversial. It has never been controversial. I'll be interested in hearing why you think it is controversial. I think it could be. I think it could. Well, any book can be controversial well, if one okay. wishes to. So. Well, let's get into it. Okay, all right. So, first off, this book is all in collage.
1: Yes. Which I don't feel like it's as intense with details
0: as, say, Harlem, for it example. It really can't be, right? And I knew that going into this. I was like, well, cut paper. Unless your hands Christian Anderson, there's only so much you can do with it. So yeah.
1: So it, the mainly you, what you see on the page is uh, different cutouts of birds. Birds. And this is it says all the birds of Africa were all the colors of the rainbow except for the blackbird mm-hmm. which o- only is black. Um, and then, <laughs> well, first of all, let me ask. Mm. It does say all the birds were the colors of the rainbow, would you call white a color? Or would you call it a hue?
0: Well, white's all the colors, right? So so it's a color?
1: Because there are no white
0: birds in the book. So it's funny, there is a picture book out uh, called Pink is Not a Color, where pink discovers There's pink birds. I know, but pink is not a color, it's a hue, right? Isn't black a hue? Is black a hue? Isn't it? I don't know. I mean, I don't think so. I think black actually is a color. I could, Or is it the absence of color? But wouldn't exactly. that be white? No, but white is all the colors. Exactly. So complicated. <laughs>
1: anyway, uh, the, the book sasses you from time to time, which I love. Yeah. Uh, it says, uh, from the tops of their heads to the tips of their tails, no markings on black. Uh-uh. I was like, <laughs> uh-uh.
0: Did it just sass uh-uh. me? It just sass you. Uh-uh.
1: Okay, then. Um, Love it. Moving on. Yep. So all the birds uh, are called by ring dove uh, over by the lake, river, sure. water by the water, water. Yep. And uh, all the colors are all the colors of the rainbow are in the birds. There's it says there's black, green, yellow, purple, orange, and blue, pink, and then black. Mhm. Black. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Blackbird. It says, "Uh uh-huh, in it. (laughs) Yes. Just in case.
0: A little sass there. I think white would have been a poor choice because people would have read too much into white if white had been there. Really? Yeah. Wouldn't they have? I mean, if we're talking about all the birds in Africa who are all the colors, and then you have a white bird that comes into it, isn't that going to come across as like colonial? Mm, Maybe. Maybe.
1: Ringdove asks everyone, uh so who is the most beautiful of all the birds and all the birds say blackbird stands out as the most beautiful because his feathers can gleam all the colors of the sun and which is awesome uh, yeah, it's like cool. there's like a rainbow coming out yeah. of the blackbird's feathers what I also like that the you can't so there's no markings on these birds, right? They're no, just they're just pure one color. ones well, of their eyes are a different color. Right, their color, pupils but... are a different color. Sometimes their irises are a different color. But mm. otherwise, they are just one solid color. Right. And you can kind of tell what kind of bird it is by the beak, which is interesting. Oh,
0: that's interesting. Or if
1: you get the chance to see their legs, you uh-huh. know, sometimes yeah. that kind of gives like you a an idea too. Like a stork-like, crane-like, yeah. Yeah, which I thought was... That was nice. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, back to the story. So, all the birds are circling Blackbird and saying, um, Blackbird is the most beautiful. Uh, Actually, sorry, it says, Black is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Black is beautiful. Uh Uh-huh. And (laughs) this is very timely because the new trailer of um, The Little Mermaid, the live-action Little Mermaid, just came out there are so many races out there oh, that yeah. are so angry One that- One
0: mermaid black can't understand. Which is- Caribbean history unknown to me. I yeah. just want to
1: scream at them, black is- Like these birds are saying, black is beautiful. Now yes. shut up. Yeah, <laughs> now
0: shut up. <laughs> but anyway, I just thought this was very timely. Oh that the trailer oh, yes. just well, came out and- When is black is beautiful? Not timely.
1: Yeah. There you go. So then the birds are all dancing around and they do- The show claws slide. I I, I love that. Is this like the Casper slide part two? Because it sure sounds like it. Like you go to the left, you spin around, you go to the right, you stroke the ground, you flap your wings, forward, backward, and a show claws slide, which to the left, to the left, (laughs) to the left, to the right. Yep. Yeah. I want
0: to see the live action
1: of this and
0: see how it's done. Huh. You know, I don't know if there's a Westin Woods of this, and if there is not, then that is a great gaping hole of Westin Woods. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. hmm. I don't know. I should check though. I'll check and see if there's. That a would be Woods. a lot
1: of paper though, like having to cut out like the legs,
0: like going. Ah, out they just they cheat. Oh, <laughs> okay. Know, they just CGI it, you know.
1: I guess the whole point of this was for Ring Dove to take Blackbird aside and say, "Look, I'm I'm really plain." I want
0: some... My name is ringed up.
1: Right. <laughs> and would you... It says, would you color me black so that I'll be black like you? Mm-hmm. And Blackbird says, well, color on the outside is not what's on the inside. Uh, you don't act like me. You don't eat like me. Um, but come by tomorrow and I'll brew some blackening in my medicine
0: gourd. Which is like... Wait, now the... Bird is suddenly learned medicine. I don't sure as <laughs> some sort of alchemy of some sort, yes. okay. Yeah, birds no alchemy. Why not? Okay, okay. That... crows are very clever, except he's a blackbird, he's yeah, a blackbird, right, not right, a crow, Okay, not a crow. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but he's like, Yeah, yeah,
1: come on, come on over tomorrow. And Ring Dove's like, Cool. So then tomorrow, uh, the oh, sorry, the Ring Dove uh, comes over, and Blackbird is stirring this brew, takes a feather brush. Dips it in this, like, black paint, and then paints around um, Ring Dove's neck some sort of, like, stripy pattern. One might even say
0: rings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that'd, be a, that'd be a great term for it. Yeah. yeah.
1: But it's not like a tattoo. It, this isn't going to last. The feathers will...
0: I don't. I don't think you remember the part where it was, like, an alchemy... Situation. Oh, where it was. Oh, is this it was, permanent? This is, then? This, is, this is this is a permanent oh, situation. I think that we're doing magic. Got it.
1: Magic. So all the other birds are like, "Uh, hey, hey, can we have some of that too? Um, we also want like a touch of black on us." And the blackbird's like,
0: "What else <sighs> I got to do?" Yeah.
1: <laughs> all right. Um, you know, come by tomorrow. Um, and I'll give you what I got. And all the birds are like, "Sweet." And so. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they all go to bed in their own little nests. And this is a perfect example of like all the different silhouettes. You can kind of see the different mm-hmm. kinds of birds, the different ways they're sleeping. Some are in nests. Some just perch on a branch. Some are in Yeah, a... can I
0: just point out how difficult it is to do this, what he's doing? It's really hard to cut out so many different kinds of birds and then to integrate them into a single like huge scene. I mean, it's just wondrous. Okay. Yeah. So all the birds come by
1: to Blackbird's house, I guess. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I guess. And Blackbird has a gigantic, like, almost like a giant pot, I guess. Cauldron, even. Yeah. Yeah, of black paint. And one by one, he takes his feather and he starts painting dots or stripes or like long strokes or short strokes on all the different birds Um, And you can see each one has its own different style, its own different pattern.
0: Yeah, one gets the impression that the ones he likes, he'll do like an intricate pattern. The ones he doesn't like, he's like, um, neck, there, done.
1: Except now he's getting to the point where he's running out of ink and all the smaller birds are like, we've been in line and we were on time and we're not going to step back until we get a touch of black too. Uh Which I'm like.
0: Oh my little gosh, boss of birds. Right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you were on time and you're why paying are you so to... much money for exactly. <laughs> seriously,
0: he's doing you a favor. Come
1: but, on. Here's the thing, like there's not much ink left. Mm. So they get like three stripes. Yeah. That's or, what you get. You
0: get what you get and you don't get upset. Three little dots. You're tiny that's anyway. that's all you get. Yeah. Meanwhile
1: the bigger birds get like these elaborate patterns yeah, on their really wings yeah. and on their heads and one birdie it looks really like he's wearing a, a r- mask sh- which is that's pretty cool. That is really cool. Oh, I like the mask. Yeah. yeah. Especially because cool. he has a red pupil. <laughs> yeah, that's the best way to do it. Uh, but he manages to get all of the, use all of the ink on mm-hmm. all of the birds, which makes me wonder, do you think this, uh, the original bird, the, the ring dove, mm-hmm. I think the ring dove is jealous that all the birds
0: copied I mean, his idea. he had, yeah, let's look at the evidence. He called this huge meeting... The sole purpose of which, as far as we can tell, was so he could pull Blackbird aside and be like, look, I just, I might, I can't, you know, can you help me out a little? Yeah. And then Blackbird does, and he's like, great, this is awesome, this is great. And then, now, did he tell the other birds that, this is what had happened, or did they observe it for themselves?
1: They they watched themselves, and they were like, we do Okay, well, that's in. on him.
0: If he wanted to be so secret, he could have gone somewhere well, and not been so public with it. he was pulled aside but... during a public event. Yeah, no, event. he was. I it mean, was sort of a little sotto voce. I, yeah. I, I, I don't blame the Blackbird
1: at all. This is it's very rude of all the other birds to, like, jump on the train and be like, I want this. I've been waiting ahead. Yeah, everybody,
0: Blackbird's offering more pain.
1: Right. Yeah, it's true. Uh, So at the end um, Which I was surprised uh, Was the end Was everyone saying Great we all now have A touch of black Black is beautiful And then I turn the page And that's the end And I'm like wait what? And the
0: ending is where? Uh, Yes I,
1: I was like I turned the page and I'm like, that's it. I thought there'd be some sort of drama, like someone got jealous of another's lines, like of black or nope. or someone got sick from the paint or something. I don't know.
0: Nope. No. Or there was a fox that came along and he was going to eat them, and it was easy when they were not colored with black, but now they have black and they blend in more because they're more camouflaged, and now nope. he can't eat them. No. It's nope. not really
1: a, but not I do really like anything. the author's note at the end that says the scissors on the end papers were the scissors that um, Ashley Brian used his mother used during sewing
0: uh, that he used to cut paper yeah so and yeah a, so a, you can actually see them there yeah which is so really it's a nice cool. little yeah. homage it's a very nice homage and he's not the only one who's done that i think brian collier who we've done on this show also used maybe his mother's or his grandmother's scissors for one of the books that he did but i think ashley Bryan, those were the only scissors he ever used for any of his collage books is my understanding hmm. so yeah I, I went and looked this up on ashley Bryan's like website And when I brought up this book, it said, yeah, this is probably his best-known book. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, that's what I kind of figured. He did win a lot of major awards, but this is the one that is done the most in schools and classrooms and libraries, and there's all, oh, let me tell you the crafts you can do. I think back at New York Public Library, we used to do crafts in connection uh, with Beautiful Blackbird, so, yeah, it was super popular then, and it seems to maintain its popularity. When I was checking this out, there were lots of copies in the library, and they'd all been out relatively recently. So, okay. there you go. It, it maintains its popularity hmm. to this day. Ratings time! I love the message of Black is Beautiful,
1: obviously, but to imply that you too can be black if you get a black friend and that. impersonate them a bit is controversial, isn't it? Like, all you have to do is, like, in this case, just have a little bit of black on you. Or in,
0: like, the case of white racists out there, just get really tan and have dreads. And That's true, except I would argue it makes it very clear at the beginning that all these birds are from Africa. Yeah. So these aren't white European doves coming in saying, hey, can we have some black as well? They are native to Africa, Sure. So they are all sharing an African culture, but they are sharing an African culture, um, even though they are from different parts of Africa, perhaps. I so I I know that's not the message of the book, but I don't want people to use this book to
1: justify racist behavior. Sure. Yeah. No. And that's what I'm afraid of. So that's why. So I'm So you're torn. worried about appropriation. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. So I'm down. I'm torn. I'm down the line five because I feel like you could either teach us to use this book to teach an important message Mm -hmm. or you could use this book for awful reasons and be like, well, they did it and they got a little black. So what's wrong with me having dreads?
0: Right. Right. uh... (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Do you see what I mean? I see what you mean. I think the key point here is that it is freely given and not taken. I think because Blackbird is giving these things and it's his idea um, it's not his idea, it's Ring Dove's well, idea. Well, Ring Dove says, Can you do this for me? And his idea, instead of doing that, is to do this, is to give a little bit of black, but not, you're not black. You've right. got aspects, but yeah, no, it's a complicated idea. It's That's true. why I think this is a little controversial. <laughs> I can see that. I could see that. I don't see it that way as much, but if only just because it's got such, you know, I think it was what in the 70s when the Black is Beautiful movement really got um, up and going. Um, But yeah, no, I mean, what's the metaphor here is the question Yeah, and uh, yeah, no, it's a legitimate question Um, But I don't think it's about I think it actively works against assimilation with the statement You don't eat what I eat, you don't look like I do I can share with you in some way, but you'll never be me And I think it's clear about that But yeah, no, I could see it going either way, you're right um, but I really like it. I, I, it reads aloud really well to a group. Um, it lends itself, and all crafty librarians will appreciate this it lends itself to crafts. Uh, you can make, you just get a bunch of bird cutouts, and then you have the kids designing the birds, and that's super fun. So, uh, yeah, I got to say, for hitting on all points, it's a strong seven for me. Okay. Well, all with right. those scores combined, it's a classic. It's a classic! Whee! <laughs> letters time Ooh. these are going to go like um backwards in time so i'm going to do them like the most recent first and then i'm going to go back so the most recent we had a discussion of uh who could play uh oh gosh what's his name in trashy town mr gully mr thank you who would play him in, in trashy town and uh I'm, I'm sure i'm mispronouncing this but the username was a uh, Eula girl Said the actor Mike O'Malley, possible, and she says reader for Trashy Town. No, madam, no, no. He he would play the part because he looks just like him. He's the frog guy in the last season of The Good Place, a small but important role. And I I'm like, that's him, that's Mr. Gilly. Yeah, from he is Nickelodeon's guts. Yeah. Oh, that's the guy you yeah. meant. Yeah. Oh, then I completely agree. Yeah, <laughs> you should have said the frog guy from The Good Place. Okay. I'm a millennial. says such a good... I go good... back to
1: Nickelodeon. That's... Well,
0: I go to The Good Place. Okay, anyway. okay, I agree completely, 100%. He looks exactly right for the part. I would hire him in an instant. So, that's the first one. Then Emma has one about um, the mouse, the strawberry, and the big hungry bear, you know, that one. She says, I just used this book in a story time this week. So far, I'm about evenly split on whether the kids like the story or are dissatisfied with the ending because the bear never showed up. Right. I can understand there would be a kid in Except the audience. Except on being the back like, of the book. But. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like that's almost a cop out to the kids. Like, there's no bear in this book. Uh wait, but look. There's his shadow. Maybe he comes after the story. Yeah, yeah. And finally, Chrissy had one about the strawberry snatcher. Always one of my personal favorites. First introduced to me by my sister, who was a teen during the hippie-slash-psychedelic late 60s. As a school librarian, now retired, I could never figure out how to use this in a lesson, especially before the days of computer projectors. Too much going on on each page. I can definitely see it working with visual art instruction. Thank you so much for reminding me of how brilliant this weird book is. Aw, nice. Yeah, very nice. A grown-up thinks we like. You go first. Okay, um... Totally cheating. I already cheated with bringing up a book that is 19 years old. And I figured, well, if I'm already in the doghouse, I may as well just go full throttle in the doghouse. I say that this is a grown-up thing that I like, when in fact, by all definitions, it is not a grown-up thing. um, But I do like it. Uh, So there is this program that grown-ups are crazy about right now because kids are crazy about it right now. It is called Bluey. I had never seen it because my children are too old for it. Uh, it is set in it's an Australian show. It's basically the rival to Peppa Pig. Uh, if you thought that small animated characters with British accents that were children were adorable, how about small children with Australian accents? It's <laughs> so much cuter. So they are, okay, everyone says they're dogs. I am quite convinced they're dingoes, quite frankly. But basically, there are two kids. Um, Bluey is one, and then her sister as well. Her younger sister and they live with their mom and dad so it seems very normal one guy writes all the episodes the writing is amazing i know this because my son who is uh eight his best friend came over and was like hey do you guys want to watch bluey and i was like yes i've heard so much about it and so they showed me and it's great Because it is working on a lot of different levels. For example, there's one, I I didn't see it myself, but there is one where the parents are clearly hungover. And they're like, no, no, mommy and daddy are just sleepy today. We're a little, we're a little sleepy. And like the kids are bringing up this party. We're like, well, is this the party? with?" I can't do Australian accents. We're like, Mr. Hooy jumped into the table at one point. And they're like, yes. Um, And then there was one about stump removal, which was fantastic. Uh, the big objection parents have to the show is that the parents are always playing with the kids and it sets unreasonable expectations for actual parents, but it is a hoot to watch. So that is Bluey, highly recommended.
1: Where can you watch it?
0: Uh, it plays on apparently Disney Plus. Oh, so. Yeah, okay. There you go. Yep. So, okay, mine is something that you
1: think would be good for kids, but it's definitely not. Oh, excellent. Yours is sort <laughs> of the opposite of mine. Yeah, exactly. So a couple of episodes ago, I did a Marvel TV show recommendation yes. of She-Hulk. Uh-huh. So this time I'm going to do DC. Uh it's the HBO Max show Harley Quinn. Oh no, that's not for kids. Oh no. <laughs> is that well, the animated show? It is. Oh yeah, I've seen pieces of that. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, Harley Quinn is an it's an American adult animated dark comedy superhero television series based on the DC Comics character. It started in 2019 and it has Kaylee Cuoco as Harley Quinn and Lake Bell for, as Poison Ivy. And I love Poison Ivy way more than Harley.
0: She's sarcastic. It's I've never liked. I've always liked Harley more.
1: I thought so too until you watched this show. Oh, there
0: you go. Well, I don't know if I can approve of this show then. <laughs> I love my Harley. Yeah. Well, you, I, I thought I did too until yeah. I saw Poison
1: Ivy, and I was like, oh, oh, that's, oh, that's me. Oh, okay. Got it. Okay, Um, It's definitely not for kids because there's a lot of adult humor Mm -hmm. and swearing. Um, But given their 20-minute long episodes, I think they're worth checking out. So if you have HBO Max, go check out Harley Quinn. It's a lot funnier than I thought it would be. Oh, good. Very
0: good. I'm fascinated by this new trend of... I guess we've had adult cartoons for a while, but I feel like there are more... Started. Like... Simpsons? Hello. I, well, no, but kids can watch Simpsons. I feel like there's things that are, like are specifically Beavis to... Beavis and Butthead? No, kids watch Beavis and Butt, Please, come up. Like Archer. I'm sure kids Maybe will... Archer, but... Oh, yeah. You know, something that's specifically for adults that kids would not watch. I feel like that's a little more contemporary. Um, especially, like, web cartoon shows like Hell of a Boss or uh, Has Been Hotel. Um, things that just really have like a warning label at the beginning being like, yes, this is animated for the freaking heck. Do not show this to a child. Yeah. But yeah. So yes, I feel Come, like it's a, it's a trend. It is. I declare a trend. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yes. So yeah. Uh, I don't know. We're almost to October, but we're um, so close. I'm not pulling out the Halloween quite yet. So uh, sorry. I have some good suggestions. I have some things on hold not enough on hold I should probably put some more holds but yes <laughs> we will We will definitely Halloween it up very very soon I sure hope so we will I promise okay okay and until I do I've been Betsy I'm Kate bye Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse number 8 production you can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com you can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate you can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate that's Fuse number 8 Kate Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Player FM, or follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Hadden Kim, and our beautiful Drew Bird is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Atienza and Betsy Bird.